Every time I see one of those old guys, I always think the same thing. I always think that he was once somebody's baby boy. Really, I do. I think he was once somebody's baby boy, and that he had a mother and a father who loved him. And now, there he is, half dead on a park bench. And where are his mother and his father? All his uncles now. Probably dead. He's an old guy. <laughs> Probably, right? He was like yeah. 80. That guy yeah, was... yeah. Every time you see an old guy, you wonder where their mother and father are, you oh, weirdo. Why, is, why isn't his grandfather taking care of him? Because he yeah. died in the War of 1812. What oh, the... this old man This old man must have fallen out of his old man stroller <laughs> that his parents push him around in. Where's, where's his great niece? <laughs> where's That's his great uncle? For? Where's his children? That's a better question. Where's the generation that comes after him that might still be alive? Where are all these people? Oh, right now? Yeah, there hasn't been a... You know, they've been doing Dead. all these... Re, no, we already all figured these, it out. Dead. They've been doing all these fun reunions during uh, these COVID times. The Sandlot. Oh, they yeah. did a reunion. Ferris Bring Bueller. The all these things. Let's get the conversation reunion going on. Where's Gene ah. Hackman, Cindy Williams... Terry Gar, John Cazale. Well, uh, I mean, we've already we know the John Cazale. Cazale. The uh, who's we the guy? We do a Cazale time. We celebrate his life every week. Yeah, my favorite, Alan Alan Garfield. Alan my Garfield from the Brinks job. He was in the Brinks job. He That's was. where he's he from. Was the one Son that of a gun. Peter Fuck the. He was the brother-in-law or whatever. Yeah, he's the goofy guy that's always yeah. falling down. I think he. I think he was a pretty big character actor back in the day. He he was, you know, I was looking through stuff. his filmography today, and I didn't I didn't even see the Brinks job. That's exactly who he is. He's the goofy brother-in-law. That's what I'm here for, Sean. I'm here to say, hey, we watched a movie with this fella a year and a half ago and talked about it. Yeah, and this was a better movie than that. This is a very good movie. Uh, Straight ladies... up top. Nominated. Nominated for Best Picture. And Nominated didn't win. Picture. We said what? Because Godfather 2, right? That, yeah. Yeah, the director lost to himself. I wonder it's how insane, many times dude. that's happened. It's insane. What a year. Anyway, it's 1974's The Conversation. Theme song. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony, a balcony. Pass on by, and we're oh, and good. then you're gonna record her as she talks from the no. other direction. No, no, no. Are you I dressed just... as a mime? Am I, yeah, I, I am love just, the oh, opening of this film, bro. Nothing worse than a mime in my estimation. Just that that high shot of the mime, fucking walking around everybody in the square. It's such a you, good uh, shot. You big mime boy? You like mime? I hate mimes, dude. The French art of mime? I don't. The only mime bit that I've ever liked was in, uh, was it Eurotrip? When he when he dressed up like the mime. Do you remember Eurotrip? Uh, I don't. I think I saw Eurotrip while at a bar in Brighton while we were writing a sketch show. Me and my buddy went down, and it was just playing on a TV at the bar while we were writing. Yeah, and that's I, the only time I've ever seen Euro Trip. Oh, all right. I don't. Uh, I didn't care for Road Trip. Yeah, just... yeah. I think Euro Trip was better. I think it's a very funny movie. Not sure how well it holds up, but I did enjoy it. 
I can I can assure you that it doesn't hold up at all, and I've never seen it. <laughs> there's no po- chance. Possibly, but there's a there's a pretty good mime bit. Good mime. I can't uh, I can't think of anything. Uh, I don't even know if I've ever seen a mime in person. I can't think. I don't care for silent films. No. No, which I believe is what mimes evolve from, right? Silent films? Almost certainly not, no. And then once the talkies got invented, they just said, hey, we'll do it in the street. Yeah, Yeah, we don't even do this. We don't even get the vaudeville theaters anymore. Uh, No, I don't need to see a guy pretend to be in a box. Marcel Marceau, that was a mime. I think he was a mime. Is he the most famous mime? Charlie Chaplin? Well, Charlie, Charlie Chaplin's Chap- not Harpo not Marx. Mime. No, these guys aren't mimes. Harpo Marx wasn't. He didn't talk. No, he didn't talk. He was a mute. That's a. It's yeah, different. Isn't that not the same thing. No, there's people that don't talk, and then there's mimes. You know, Penn and Am Teller. Am I being disrespectful look, to uh, the people the that don't talk? Right now? Yeah. Is that what I'm doing? Because <laughs> I'm not. The, I'm not trying to. I'm being a serious fellow right here. Serious I film don't, journalist. I don't think that you can... Uh... Hoppo Marks wouldn't be considered a mime. I believe I he wore just... some type of face makeup at times. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody in film does. You a big Marks boy. Marks brother. Uh, not really. No. I tried when I was in high school. It, yeah. I think I'm too stupid. I'm like... I, I'd rather watch the Three Stooges than watch the Marks Brothers, and I don't I... ever want to watch the Three Stooges. I used to love the Three Stooges, but that, I mean, that's just all physical violence. People find funny. It's, it's funny when literal, it happens to just, someone else. It's, just it's like Tom violence. and Jerry. They got a Tom and Jerry movie coming out on uh, at the end of February on HBO. And my, nie- my niece is going crazy over it. Yeah, my kids are are weirdly into Tom and Jerry as well. And I, I don't, don't think know. it's weird. I was when I was a kid. Yeah, but, my wife, like it. They're timeless, yeah, dude. They're it's, timeless, it, but it's cartoon niece, violence. When's your kid watching? When's your niece watching Tom and Jerry? On her iPad, she watches it like clips on you. Everything she watches is like just, just clips old. on YouTube. My kids, uh, and then I'll say, "Hey, have school. you ever seen this movie?" And she'll be like, "Oh, I've seen it." I'm like, "You have not seen this movie. You've seen a two minute clip on YouTube, yeah, you saw the and you trailer. think that you've seen ET. You have not." And she logs it on Letterboxd. Yeah, <laughs> and she's got like thirty thousand subscribers. Harry came home from kindergarten. He was their bus used to get picked up last, and then th- at the end of the day, the teacher was just like, would just put something on the smart board, like for the kids to watch while the buses were getting dismissed. Yeah. And he came home one day and he explained to me like the plot of a Tom and Jerry cartoon, but he never really like explained that it was Tom and Jerry because then I would be like, oh yeah, Tom and Jerry. But he just he was like, and there was this cat and he had like he had like this big smoker and he had like this. Like smoking and and then there was he was hitting things with frying pans. It was so funny and I was like, "You literally sound insane." I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, did he say mouse too? Because if he said cat and mouse, the first thing I would. I think it eventually. I think eventually it turned out that uh, the plot of this cartoon that the teacher showed in kindergarten was that the mouse gave uh, the Jerry gave Tom a giant cigar to smoke and he made him smoke it all the way down. Yeah, it's they really. Translate him a to, lesson. This, to this day and age, and uh, my parents made me do that. They caught me smoking when I was like ten or something. Nine. At ten, Jesus Nine, Christ, Billy! I snuck a cigarette. I was a bad boy. You were a bad. Made boy. me sit on the front steps and smoke a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and then, I didn't and get eventually far. two packs and then three. I packs. got sick. Yeah, 
Well, eventually my father was buying for me, buying cigarettes for me when I was like 14. He was just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. He was like, well, he found a cigarette in my jacket or something. He was doing laundry, you know, as a single parent. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. of the because of the unfortunate right, demise of my mother. Okay. We've talked right. about it before. I don't want to bring the whole show down. Sure. Just talking about Ellen J. Donahue. Now we miss you. Yeah, it was recent. Thirty nine years, January twenty seventh. Kept the maiden name. I like that. No, it's it, no. Oh, that was last name Donahue was McMorrow, but I was oh, just but, saying. Okay, out of respect. I, I was just giving respect to her. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, and then I wound up marrying my wife. Uh, her her mother married a Donahue, and they're not related. I don't know why I brought it up. It's just the same name. It doesn't. Matter. I don't know why you interrupted your interesting story about your dad <laughs> buying you cigarettes to yeah <laughs> go down here. Go on some dumb riff. Uh, uh, good times. Anywho, we love the Donahues. We stand a legend. Your dad. Yeah, I don't care for mimes though. Mimes can go fuck themselves quietly, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I, you, dude, I would not want to see a mime just out on the street fucking himself. That'd be disgusting. yeah. I always I'm suspicious of him. It's a weird art form to to really throw yourself into. Is it just because you're not funny? You can't say funny words. That's so you safe. gotta get a you gotta get a flower that squirts water at people. No, you're thinking of circus clowns. That's what you're. That's not mime. That's not what mimes do. No, he would. A mime would pretend to have a. Oh, he pretends that he's in a box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what mimes do. That's dumb. Just Uh, get a box, bro. Get a real box. Get in it. Do a David Blaine type of trick. (laughs) Stay in that box for thirty-seven hours. That would be very strange if if there would be. it really takes the wind out of David Blaine's sail if it if it comes out that he's a mime and he's been trapped in <laughs> yeah, a, he's just an right. invisible box for thirty seven yeah. days. It's really not he's, that not as uh, impressive. He should be he should be a mime. He's painful to listen to talk. He really does sound like a real like uh, dimwit. Yeah, he's got. Uh, he's All got, due uh, respect to the Blaine family, obviously. I don't want represent them to, to the Blaine estate or something. You know, we we stand a legend. We miss him. We lost him. I did, and I I do take responsibility for this one. That was you. He you. did. He disappears all the time. That's what he does. Sick. I can't bodyguard this fella no more. I remember when that uh, his first special was on TV, and he was doing that thing where he was floating in front of people. You ever see this thing? That's not. I remember him doing the one where he was in the glass cage hanging. Something for yeah. Well, now he just does stupid shit like that, where he's like, yeah. "I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out in the top of Times Square for. I'm a gonna month. sit on a little chair for a, a long time. I'm gonna be buried alive for a week. It's like I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna kiss a crocodile on the mouth. Cool, ma- cool magic trick. <laughs> yeah, but he used to. I'm do gonna thing. find your card. He used to just like go around and he would find people, and then he would just like float like six oh, inches yeah, off the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd do that street magic shit, right? He'd be, he'd like, be, like, he'd be like, but they, yeah. But then they expose how they do it all, and you're just like, yeah, oh, isn't it just like leaning back on his heels or something? Yeah, he's he's got like a he's got like a metal pole on his pants. It's like, oh, this sucks. My favorite clip of him is the is uh with uh, a, a co-star of this film, Harrison Ford, telling him to get the fuck out of his house because he did a card trick and Harrison Ford. Oh, I, yeah, I, I did see that. <laughs> Harrison Ford is, I mean, stoned twenty four hours a day, God seven days him. a week, and he was just like. Get the fuck out. Yeah. You're a wizard. I don't want you here. Yeah, I don't need your I don't need your voodoo. I would like your voodoo password though, because I bet Harrison Ford has a good selection of movies. I honestly I think he's a physical media guy. I think he's too All right. into the streaming thing. 
I can't get into my voodoo. Did that sound uh, anything like Harrison Ford, or am I thinking of a different fella? No, that was closer to Carol Chewish, than else. Chewbacca, get over here and help me out. Ah, oh, you big poop. Okay. All right, you are doing... All right. You're doing... Uh, I went uh, into a bit. I rifted out just to keep it special. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine yeah. Hepburn? Catherine right. Hepburn. I almost said Kathleen Turner. Ms. Catherine Hepburn. Oh, yeah. Put some respect on that name. Yeah. She's oh. the best. Billy, Billy, Billy. You know who's very good, though? I've been... I've been becoming a big Elizabeth Taylor fan lately, Sean. You love, you mean you love divorce and you love marriage. Oh, equal, I so love no divorce. Did. I love remarrying the same person multiple times back to back. Yeah, that's the weird one. They get divorced. Yeah, and her and Richard Burton. That's what I watched. Uh, that uh, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Ooh. Newsflash: She's not Virginia Woolf. Her name's Martha. Newsflash: We can't discuss this too closely because otherwise we'll be. Double dipping, sneak preview. Whoops! But I've watched. Well, can... uh, I've watched a bunch. Of, uh, I've watched like three Elizabeth Taylor movies in the last couple of days. You watched Dang Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. Me, yeah. Cat in a Hot Tin Roof. First time I've seen that. They should have called it Big Daddy. Big Daddy. But it would have. It would have got confused with the Adam Sandler vehicle that came out fifty years later. That would have caused a lot. Of yeah, they were like just to be safe. Well, that's that dang Tennessee Williams. He's he's so poetic with his title. Oh, is that what? Oh, yeah, that's what it is, right? That's why Cat they keep on saying. Cat on a Ruth Street. I kept saying brother desire. man and sister woman and big daddy and big mama. Yeah, that's a good one. I watched it's that. Very, uh, it was very good. I watched that probably a year ago uh, and uh, was surprised at how uh, much I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a beautiful film, too. That Technicolor, brother. Technicolor. We love it's it. Beautiful. Very nice. And then I watched... Uh, I just watched Giant, which is like a three and a half hour fucking epic film. Dude, I've had that film. for it's years. It's an epic film, Sean. For years, I've been trying to watch that thing. It's very good. It's on, uh, it's HBO, on HBO Max. Max. Doesn't feel any longer than two hours, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like there's a half hour that's not there, that's there. I've watched you... quite a few, like, three hour plus movies in the last couple months yeah i mean we did a whole episode last week about nine hours of film yeah, we so. did those and i watched uh oh like spartacus i watched i watched uh you love it you love an old movie I love them, dude. I you love a long them. movie but it's it's not i mean that's one of the biggest uh hurdles and getting and watching a movie like that is fucking go, dude. Three and a half hours. That's can't, can't do it, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think. Of, I've never sat down and watched anything. James Dean, true. though, is only like it's one of his three big films. Yeah, what did much he make? like uh, much, much like he made uh he had like bit pots in some movies, and it's a Rock Hudson film, and then he did. But it's Rebel, uh, Without, Rebel a Without a Cause, Cause. East of Eden, and, uh, and Giant. Then, yeah, right? and he died like when they were wrapping up filming a Giant, I guess. Uh, I'm looking up here right now. I just put. I'm, I think I'm going to watch East of Eden tonight. So that's on HBO Max too. Dude, let's wrap this up. Get you out there. Watch Fuck, that East of Eden. Cannot wait, dude. He. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he was pretty good, and he probably would have had a big career had he not died in a car crash and become a, a legend. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got five uncredited 
uh, films. Like, and he's got some like, t- yeah, a couple TV, a couple of TV things. But our boy John Cazale did a couple of TV things as well. Yeah, no big deal. Not as much as James Dean. Holy yeah, moly! We're a we're a film but John Cazale. He treaded but the also, boards. Yeah, he treaded I think the it boards. Was, I think uh, back then too, the TV was more of a. It was a new medium with people hopping into it and shit. Yes. Yeah. East of Eden, he gets nominated for an Academy Award. Rebel Without a Cause, he gets nominated for a BAFTA. Cross the Pond in old, uh, jolly old England. Yeah, and that, then Giant, uh, he gets nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah, him and, and Rock Hudson both got nominated for Best Actor in a leading role. And uh, the director... The only nom, the only Oscar one was Best Director. Dang, George Stewart. I want to say could be who wrong. Wins, uh, Sh- apologies wins. to the Stewart estate, obviously, if I'm fucking up his name. Yeah, dude, come on, be respectful. Or to the other estate, to the true heirs of the fortune, the giant fortune. Yeah. Oh, he learned. Oh, Jesus Christ! He he loses to Ernie Borgnine from Marty. I love Marty. Which one of was that? I love Marty. I've that seen was Marty. his East of Eden one. That was for uh, East of Eden. That's right. The giant one they lost to Yul Brenner in The King and I. You ever see that? That's a musical, right? Uh, you know, you'd be surprised how many of these old classic musicals I have not seen. I would not be surprised. We talk every week, dude. I would oh, yeah. not be surprised at all. <laughs> My Fair Lady, The King and I, The Sound of Music. I haven't seen any of this shit. You never seen uh, My Fair Lady? I never have. I would have thought you had seen that one. And Wink Wink, I never will. What about Hello Dolly? Never seen it. We almost put that on the other day. It's, yeah, it's, it's that keeps popping up on it's not it's on Disney Plus for some reason. Oh, there you go. My favorite Disney movie. Is that Hello a Disney Dolly. film or is that just from them buying up everything? I'll buying everything up, baby. That's so crazy. They just they own everything now. Yeah, they own it all. I I keep trying to sell uh, my kids to Disney and they won't have them. Dude, you should at least get a timeshare thing going, and then you get to go down and visit them t- like two weeks a year. You think you think I you should trade one on of my property? kids for for Disney I'd, Vacation Club points? Well, I'd, I I said two weeks a year, so that would have been both kids. But Jeez, if you only want to do one kid and have one week. I don't know if I have the stamina to do two weeks at Disney World every year. Oh, Christ, dude. Can you think of anything worse than that? Uh, we went two years ago for five days, and I was just like, get me the hell out of here. Holy moly. I've gone there for, I think we went, yeah, I think we did like five days and four days there. And like four days is perfect, man. You pack so much shit in there, you know. But yeah, and we were going, we were there five days and we were hitting a wall at like seven o'clock every night where the kids were like, can we go to sleep now? Because they were still little. And you're like, all right, but I'm busted out of here and going to the park. Uh, no, Gee, I was like, daddy's no riding rides. I'm going to sleep. My wife did that a couple of nights. I think she went back. She's like, we didn't get a chance to go on Space Mountain. And the last night we were there, she's like, I'm going to go. Do you think your mom would watch the kids? And I was like, I, I'll do you one better. I'm gonna watch the kids. As I, <laughs> also I am sleep. not going. I can't. I've been walking yeah. six miles a day. Dude, for four that's days. yeah, man. The the amount of walking down there is crazy. It's too much, dude. And you got you got to get a you got to get one of the rascal scooters. But 
nighttime park hopping fucking rules. Yeah. That's the best time to to go to those parks, dude. Nighttime's the right time. Everything lit up, like the Tower of Terror all lit up. Love it. You go up, that door opens, you're looking over the lit up park. That's some fun shit. The lit up park. Hopefully it's not 113 degrees. Oh, it's only 112. Thank the Lord. Oh, thank you that the sun has gone down. Oh, Disney, Disney, the uh, Disney. This uh, we watched a movie this week. Not a Disney movie though. Not even animated. You could say this was a this was a live action. What did you watch? Oh, I was talking about the movie we watched. Oh, this one that we watched. Is yeah. it Disney? What are you talking about? No, this was not a Disney film. This was a dang Paramount Pictures production. You seen this movie before, The Conversation? I did, but only because we had talked about Kazalantine like back in October, and I got so excited I had to start oh, watching everything. You know how I'd do it. I you... think I watched I think I watched The Deer Hunter, and then I was like, dude, we should do it. I was reading up on it and found out he was from Revere. And then I was like, dude, we got to do that. And I was like, well, I guess I'll watch the conversation now. And it was, it's fucking great, dude. It's a very good movie. Yeah. I mean, let's get the John Cazale out of the way up top. Uh, Dude rules. He's good in this movie. Yeah. Doesn't have a ton to do. He's not like a huge. No, but he does it all very well, very efficiently. Uh, it's not the kind of uh, kind of work that gets you, uh, you know, an Oscar, or a nomination, or anything like that. But he uh, he's good as heck in this thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he plays Stan. Uh, he's the assistant. Uh, different uh, character than Fredo. You know, a little more sure of himself, a little yeah. confident, but yeah. uh But still, like a quiet dude, it seems. But you yeah. Know. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. He uh, owns a moped. He he and he drives it inside, which uh, threw me every every single time that happened. I was like, "Why is this dude on a Vespa indoors?" (laughs) Um, The big city. What the hell? I love. I love anybody rides. When people ride motorcycles indoors, I love that. I don't know why it doesn't happen very often. Usually, there's a guy in a gang. Like the car chasing in the Blues Brothers or something, you know? Yeah. I love it. I'm pulling up the Wikipedia over here. Conversate, 1974, American mystery thriller, written, produced, and directed by one Francis Ford Coppola. You ever hear of this guy? I have. Recently. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's all we're doing lately is watching fucking movies that this guy directs. So he actually wrote this before the guy, like in the late 60s, but couldn't get financed until after... You know, doing the biggest movie in the world. Yeah, that's what everybody thought. This was like some kind of commentary on the Nixon uh, Watergate scandal. Watergate, and he was like, "Uh, "Nope, I wrote it a long time ago." Actually, Uh, Watergate is about my movie. I will say this about this: I was very surprised at how not political this one was. I always thought that this was a big political uh, uh, conspiracy thriller, and it's it really isn't. Yeah, well, that's also. kind of the misdirection of the whole movie yeah but that that's like the the watergate like when it said when they say inspired by like people thought it was inspired by watergate that was just like the technology it's got yeah, nothing yeah, to do, yeah. like you don't even know like the way that they play it out 
like like throughout the whole movie how he's just refining this audio tape and hearing a little bit more of it putting all the pieces together it's pretty crazy yeah so though i mean i was a little let down so this i don't think this is you know this doesn't touch the godfathers for me um uh, but uh, it does for Coppola, though. I guess this is his favorite movie that he's done. He yeah, said. Gene Hackman said the same thing that this was yeah. his favorite role. Uh, I I was I was really the whole time I was watching it going like, what is what's the conspiracy? Who's the director? What's the deal? What's he the director of? Who's Harrison Ford? Tom why is he Hagen. so why is he so sinister? And then uh, it just turns out to be like uh, wife's having an affair. Yeah. And they, they they can't get divorced because the guy's possessive, and I was like I I was I this movie reminds me so much of you ever you've ever seen you've seen Blowout right the Brian De Palma yes the John Travolta the, movie yep yeah which is like similar to this it's about guys that's the audio one right yeah like, that's the Travolta's one where he accidentally uh, yeah, accidentally he records, records the assassination a, yeah that's a good flick great but that gets into that does all the stuff that I thought this was gonna do yeah. Um, where it's the guy stumbles on an accidental conspiracy and all this stuff, and now there's an, up in it. There's another one, a movie. I I want to say it's called Blow Up. Have you heard of yeah, that? Yeah, that's on HBO. Yeah, and they said that that I think they uh, Coppola credited that with uh, with some of the direction he went on this. Yeah, Michelangelo Antonioni. Uh, it looks good. I've had I've had that on the Quayawayo way for a while. Yeah, dude. I I would I would watch that. We should watch that. Just I challenge you to watch that on your own. I mean, I don't speak a word of Italian, but I'll do it. Oh yeah, but it's subtitled, right? It'll have. I don't know. It stars Vanessa Redgrave, so I assume they speak English. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that looks good. I like these. I like these seventies, uh, dirty, gritty. Yeah, it's, uh, is that the, the the parallax uh, view? This reminds me of the parallax view too. Yeah, they were saying that this was one of the ones that kicked off that Z movie that you were talking about oh, a while ago. Billy, Billy, they Billy. say that that kick that Z movie kicked off. Uh, like they have a list of like Clute, Soylent Green, Day of the Jackal. Yeah, actually, the I am you know IMDb's got like three hundred listed on the thing, but. Uh, I, I get, I mean, I guess it, it, I didn't really even think of it as a conspiracy movie, I guess, until I read that they said it was, but you know what it is? It's, to, it's totally cause I, I, I saw, I must've watched all the president's men and then just been like in like political conspiracy mode. Yeah. And I think that this movie is always on, like, it's always in the conversation with those movies because of the. It's in DC. It's no, it's not in DC. It's in San Francisco, but yeah, there's this like vague government agency. It's yeah, the like director maybe. and I mean, yeah. there's definitely some shady, you know. Um, I want should I say deep state? Yeah, we should say deep state. We will say that. Marjorie Taylor Greene's listening in. Do you think she would come on if we asked her to do the pod? I what do you think, think Marjorie Taylor Greene's favorite New England film is. What was the one that they made about the uh, Newtown school massacre being fake? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. The yeah. Dinesh Spare... D'Souza film? Spare change. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, fuck that bitch is what I say with all due respect to everybody that's got a problem with me. No disrespect. No disrespect intended. Non, non-taken. Um, yeah, so, uh, but it apparently kicked off a real conspiracy that uh, we we were texting about that Black Sunday is in that. Isn't yeah. that a Super Bowl film? I almost watched that last night, but then I, it was it's too long. Two and a half hours. Well, that but seems what like I'm nothing after Giant. Three and a half hour movies. Uh, I also thought it was a little on the nose. I was like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. So should I watch the movie about the Super Bowl getting blown up? I don't know. Did I wish the Super Bowl last night got blown up? Absolutely not. <laughs> what was... <laughs> I mean, Seems only insane. twenty, only twenty five thousand plus people would die, dude. Which is like... a lot less than the number of people that are going to die from the coronavirus that comes I mean, out of that game. Thankfully, Florida has had a, a firm, tight grasp on <laughs> Just this a pandemic good grip. since day one. They've really handled it very, very well. It's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me that clip. Bananas. You sent me that clip of Tom Brady walking. Everybody else. Oh yeah, everybody has a mask on. This fucking. It's like dude dude in his perfect chin, fucking idiot. Dude, I seriously, if he walked towards me with no mask on, at this point in this pandemic, I would fucking suck a punch him. Did he took a? What is wrong with you? I realized that he would kick my ass. I get that. He took a fucking. Uh, paycheck uh, the PPP loan. yeah the PPP loan what for his fucking shit, supplement company I fucking hate that guy I'm glad he's gone uh, yeah I stopped I stopped following uh, all sports like three or four years ago I just can't I spent too much time worrying about millionaires having a good day it's the damn opiate of the masses my friend but also I can't believe that the Patriots let that dude go that's insane yeah, my dad explained it all to me, and it was some master plan of Bill Belichick was was going to intentionally throw the season so that then next year he's got his eye on some new hotshot quarterback out of some college. And I was just like, I my eyes just glazed over. I was just like, this is, you're playing 17-dimensional chess. Yeah. Just so that Bill Belichick can get another Super Bowl ring. I don't know. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't care about any of it anymore, dude. But uh, I did, I did, I did, I did not watch uh, Black Sunday, the gritty '70s drama. I watched the Great Mouse Detective, a Sherlock Holmes cartoon about oh, lice. Oh, you loved it! It was nice. It was fun. Good Vincent Price singing a song. Oh, you can never get enough of Vincent Price singing a song. Uh, but uh, check out this week's blank check for more on that film. That's the, that's my weekly plug for a better podcast. Well, I honestly wish you would say that when I'm not listening. I mean, you know, Bill. I know it, but you don't have to say it to me. Three Academy Award nominations for the conversation. You want to take a guess? Oh, I thought you were going to say for Blank Jack. I was like, fuck, they're getting yeah, Academy they noms now. Really well. <laughs> the best film podcast. Uh, best Award. For, for the conversation, it got uh, Best Picture. Yeah, sure. It got Best Director. Did Coppola get for that? No, he's or like, did he just get directed for uh, Godfather, Godfather right? too? Uh, Hackman? No, dude, isn't that wild? No, 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 not for Hackman. No, not for Hackman. I mean, again, we went over these <laughs> last week, but it's Art Carney for Harry and Tonto. He wins. Albert Finney, Murder on the Orient Express. Dustin Hoffman as Lenny Bruce. Jack Nicholson in Chinatown and Pacino in The Godfather Part Two. You can't I just fit, uh... you can't fit Hackman in there. 
I just finally watched uh, The Graduate with uh, Hoffman. That um, is a very good film. Yeah, very. Dude, gotta, what a horny movie that thing is. I gotta, I gotta do The Graduate at some point. Have just, you? You never seen it? No, I've only seen it. Like I know all the pulp. The pop culture references. Yeah, I just realized that Wayne's World, the ending of oh, Wayne's yeah, the World, whole, is it the, the church yeah, smashing thing? on the windows of the church and then running. Yeah, out. that's. I was like, at one point, what Wait, he is gets that the end he, of Wayne's World two, two maybe. One yeah. of the second ones at the at like Woodstock, Wayne's yeah, Stock Wayne's or whatever Stock. with Aerosmith, whichever one it is in the church, but yeah, it's, it's got be that in. One. In The Graduate, he's Benjamin Braddock is like running to the church. Like his car start, like runs out of gas. He gets out and starts running. I'm like, man, if he runs up to the church in Wayne's World, I'm going to be fucking, well, not pissed. I guess I, I guess. Isn't it wild when you, when you, you see the things like that in reverse? Yeah. I'm racking my brain right now trying to think of an example where it's like, Oh. oh, I I've been I've been thinking that uh the wrong thing left its impression on the world. Um Yeah, no, Francis Ford Coppola, he wins best director for The Godfather Part 2. He didn't he didn't even get nominated for the conversation this bum. Uh sound and screenplay. It gets nominated for but I mean, loses. sound makes sense, right? Since the whole thing is about the sound. Sure. Uh it that loses to best sound goes to Earthquake. Earthquake. What the hell's Earthquake? One of those disaster Dude. movies, right? The nominees for best sound. I mean, how boring are we? Fucking 1974. Earthquake, Chinatown, The Conversation, The Towering Inferno, and Young Frankenstein. This Towering Inferno keeps popping up, man. I got to watch this thing. I mean, Young Frankenstein, I think, could have won that. The sound? Sure. I don't yeah, know. Just for button on the rats. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's sound design or if that's Peter Boyle doing acting. But <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> somebody did have to record it. Yeah, um, the sound guy probably. And best screenplay for uh, best original screenplay. Uh, you got Harry. Was nominated Tom- for be- for best original screenplay. Yeah, and it loses to Chinatown, which I can't argue with that. So it didn't. It didn't win anything. Didn't win nothing. But it did get nominated for best picture. I can't believe that Gene Hackman didn't get nominated. I got to see. Yeah, this, that's uh, that seems. Pretty crazy. Hackman is really good in this fucking movie. Like head and shoulders above almost. He learned how else. to play saxophone for this movie. That's uh, insane, dude. You know how many fingers you need for that? I did. I took a look at Gene Hackman this afternoon, uh, just to try to get a sense of where he is in his career because he's a he's a yeah, grumpy. He's pretty. He's pretty young in this though. They had to age him out. It said that uh I mean, he's yeah. 10 years older than Alan Garfield, if you can believe that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Because Alan Garfield died this year. We lost him at the age oh, of... Oh, he just, uh, died, he just in passed 2020, away this year. Yeah. And he was 80, and, and Hackman is Double. 91 years old. Uh, Hackman... Hackman's fucking 91? Yeah, dude, it's wild. He uh, Holy shit, dude. No way. He gets... Uh, let's see... I hope my corpse looks that good when I'm 91. I mean, I I don't know what he looks like now. What do you even say? I have no idea. Here's the other thing about Hackman. Does he still act? Retires, 2004. Oh, really? What was his last film? Uh, I can get that for you. It's, uh... Uh... Welcome to Mooseport. 
Oh, that's uh that's the Ray Romano one, right? Yep. I think that's New Hampshire. I'll never know. Uh, know. yeah. Welcome to he makes uh 2001. He makes uh oh 2001. He's got damn guy. Guy was busy. Of course he retired. He makes the Mexican with uh Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. All right. Heartbreaker. How was that? You ever see that? I never did see it. Um, it's directed by Gore Verbinski, who I like. Uh, he does all the uh, uh, he does the Ring, and he does all the Pirates movies, Pirates of the Caribbean's. Uh, Two thousand one Heartbreakers. Is that good? Those movies suck, don't they? Uh, some of them are okay. The first one was pretty great. Yeah, Heartbreakers yeah. with uh, Sigourney Weaver and, and uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That movie does stink. I have seen that. Heist. Uh, oh, I, I think I've seen that. Gene Hackman. No, I have not. Gene Hackman, Danny DeVito, and Delroy Lindo. Now you're talking my language. Written and directed by David Mamet. Sweet. What year was that? 2001. This Mamet's, uh, this Mamet's the playwright, right? Soon, baby. Yeah, he does uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross. Is that the State and Maine guy? State and Maine is his. Glengarry Glenn Ross is his. That was great. I finally watched that. I told you that, right? You sure did. On this Man, this here very pod. On this here very podcast. Behind enemy because lines. Because they won't let you go on blank check and talk about it. They won't have me. I keep asking. And the Royal Tenenbaums, baby. Oh. He uh, wins the Golden Globe for that, but he does not what get was an Tenenbaums? Oscar nomination. 2001. That was 2001? Yep. Then he does Runaway Jury, which just looks like a generic legal thriller. With the... Is that Julia Roberts or am I thinking Runaway Brad? You're thinking of Runaway Bride, my friend. This is Rachel right. Weiss, John Cusack, Gene Hackman, and Dustin Hoffman. Is that a John Grisham? It is. And then in 2004, he does Welcome to Mooseport. And then in 2016 and in 2017, he's the narrator for two DV documentary films. One called The Unknown Flag Raiser of Iwo Jima and the other called We, The Marines. So... I think he's talking about Ira Hayes. Ira Hayes, who the hell is that? One of the flag raises on Iwo Jima. Oh, look at you. The, the Indian. Ira Hayes. Uh, uh, Johnny Cash wrote a song about him. Who? Johnny Cash, uh, the man in black. He was a country singer. He Here might, he probably comes wouldn't... the man in black. Do, do, do. I Why hurt myself to show? today to see if I could feel. Uh, you want to you hear this? Gene Hackman, five lifetime uh, uh, nominees, nominations. Two wins. wins. Two wins. For The French Connection. Yes. Popeye Doyle, 1971, wins Best Actor. And was was there a sequel to that? Uh, I think there were a couple of sequels to The French Connection. But not not nominated, no. What was his other win for? Uh, 1992. It's a Western cowboy movie. Oh, the Unforgiven? Yes, sir. Not the Unforgiven. 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 That's Clint Eastwood, right? Yeah. Good ass. Did flick. that? Did that movie win the Oscar Best Picture? I think it did. I believe it does. Let's check that out. Why are we talking about I've been, Unforgiven? I've been, I've been meaning to uh, rewatch that. That keeps. I think that's on Prime or something. Yeah, man. If only you had a reason to rewatch that in a year or so. Um, and then he gets nominated for Bonnie and Clyde, which he's great in that. What a that's uh Faye Dunaway 
Warren Warren Beatty, Beatty. dude. Red, what Robert a Redford? what a weird movie. Who is Melanie it good? Griffith. Yeah, it's great. No, I said I didn't say Melanie Griffith. I said Robert Redford, but no, 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 Warren Beatty. Yeah, well, you would. Yeah, I said Warren Beatty first, and then Warren you... Beatty, Gene Hackman, da 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 da, Gene Wilder. Uh, Love Gene Wilder. Uh, and then he gets nominated for what the fuck? I never sang for my father. And then he gets nominated for Mississippi Burning. So by the time he does the conversation, he's already won Best Actor, and he's already been nominated two other times. So this is a, he's a real deal actor right here. He should have got a nomination yeah, for a the conversation. He's a, Gene Hackman is a great actor. Gene Hackman. And he's he's very good in this movie. I Yeah. I mean, he's just... And he's not... It's not a real, like... Uh, you think of Gene Hackman as, like, a confident, tough, leader-y guy, bossy. Yeah. And that's not him in this movie, man. He's like paranoid and nerdy and yeah. shut down. I thought he was great in this. Um, that's my insight, Bill. Gene Hackman. It's very insightful good in this movie. I'm gonna let him know once we're done here. I'm gonna uh, give him a call. Uh, yeah, on that on the hack phone. You got a hack phone? Yeah, I get on it. it goes. Directly to Gene Hackman's house. It goes, uh, take my wife, please. <laughs> it goes, my wife. Try the veal hack phone. <laughs> uh, you still got it, fella. I can't turn it off, man. Uh, Harry call. Harry call. Uh, so he, it was originally supposed to be Harry call, C-A-L-L, and there was a typo. Yeah, it's a little on, on the nose. The, yeah. Very call. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of this business of uh, tape recording people? You for it? What, what do, you, do I think you, about it? What do you like? It's this, how like I make my invade? money, bro. It's oh. how I get my bread and butter. Yeah, I didn't I'm know you were surveillance boy. I'm always out there listening to conversations, tape of conversations. If I can't tape a conversation, I try to remember everything I heard and write it down later. You know, uh, I'm not. I'm not working for anybody. I just like to get out there and. I, I'm more of a oral historian, I like to think of it. Okay. You know, I'm trying to record history. Yeah, yeah, the oral tradition. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, the goddamn uh, Socrates and Plato. Yeah, pretty much like those fellas. They were good, and then I'm be- a little bit better just because I, you know, I try harder for the most part. I don't. I didn't waste all my time on schooling, so I could just get out there and do more. You just got to get microphones, point them in a direction. It turns out. Yeah, like. and I'm just, sometimes I don't even have a microphone, and sometimes if I can't remember what I heard, I'll make it up. <laughs> so this movie takes... just take... make up a whole conversation about something, and then I'll tell the person, you know, I'll give that to the police, or the FBI or something. Dude, you're constantly... And what they do with it, what they would do with it after that, it's not my problem. You're straight up snitch, and you know it. Um... Yeah, you've seen my jacket. I had that jacket made with the the glitter, my big snitch emblem on the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, plus, you have that big uh, bedazzled reel-to-reel recorder that you have tucked in the back. <laughs> Very conspicuous. 24-carat reel-to-reel gold necklace. Uh, so this dude is, like, super paranoid. He's got his crazy amount of locks on his apartment. He's got that... He's got like a burglar alarm that something goes off as soon as you enter to make sure that nobody's invaded his home or something like that. Yeah. 
Uh, he's got. He seems to have no friends except for Stan, maybe. Uh, played by the great John Cazale. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he, he. I mean, I wouldn't even call Stan his friend. No, it's just the dude that he works for. Yeah. Uh, you know, he only uses, that works for him. He only uses pay phones. He's got no home telephone. <laughs> no. You Which, know, I mean, if you're in that business, that, that makes sense. I guess so. But that's why all of this led me to believe that we were going to, like, get down some kind of weird, crazy political CIA thriller. type. Yeah. Now, uh, they, I guess the original cut of this movie was, like, four and a half hours long. Too long. Too long. It's crazy long, dude. Yeah. That this, is, like. This movie's, it's 113 minutes, perfect length, in my estimation. And I, I guess wanted, originally. I no more, no less. Originally, this was envisioned as a horror movie starring Marlon Brando. Well, that sounds pretty pretty horrific. According to IMDb trivia, what could they have had for four and a half hours? It was just it was just sax, I guess he, sax solos, I, right? Just him just wailing on the yeah, saxophone. Yeah, it was him actually learning the saxophone. Just fucking whipping ass on tenor sax. I guess in the original cut, so he owned the building that he lived in. And a lot of it was focused around his tenants. Oh, fuck all this shit already. Get yeah. that shit out of there. Yeah, it's weird. Like the lady, the lady that wound up being his Mistress? landlady that you just hear on the phone when oh, he's like, yeah. "How did you get in my apartment? I want those keys." Like she just wound up being on the phone, but originally, like she was a whole part of it. Abe Vigoda was in it as like one of the tenants or something. Oh dang! I always like to see Abe, but. I don't. You don't need anything else in this movie. Trim yeah, I mean, dude, I can't imagine. You know, like I don't think there's enough in it to draw you for fucking four and a half hours, dude. Um, what do you what do you make of this? Uh, uh going a little out of order, but the, Wikipedia sometimes they do the plot summary so stupid, where it's just like, g- give me the goddamn beat by beat. Don't give me your interpretation. Don't try to turn this into a novel. Yeah. Uh. You know, he's got this, uh, He we got one scene with uh, Terry Garr from uh, Young Frankenstein and uh, oh, so many other things. The great Terry Garr. Uh, Mr. Mom. Where he, he comes in and he basically uh, weirds her out and then she just kicks him out. Yeah, she's a prostitute, right? I couldn't get a sense. I think he just buys her groceries and then she just has sex with him. I don't know if it was a prostitution thing. I couldn't get a read on that, but... Yeah, I, well, I took it that she, yeah. I, I also got confused because be another blonde lady shows up later on that looks just like her. Yeah, she was just some chick at the convention that works in the industry. I think so. Uh, yeah, she doesn't look just like Terry Gah, but she was blonde. But he will not, uh, he's not going to refuse. He refuses to reveal anything about himself to uh, anybody and uh, his only hobby is he just, this dude loves playing the saxophone to jazz records. Dude, you know what? It's because you feel that music in his soul. You like it? You're a big sax boy? A bit. Nope. I wish I was, though. <laughs> I wish I could play it. Give it a nope. <laughs> if you are. Uh... Give it a bit of a no. <laughs> Not even a little. Me, if you gave me a saxophone today, I would try to learn it. Well, that's very uh, noble of you. Yeah. <laughs> that give you a gift and you actually accept it and you try to learn it. I, yeah. I've spent the majority of the pandemic uh, teaching myself guitar. Even though you I'd already like knew how to play on. guitar, I, right? I, well, I'd not. I had. I could play some chords. Okay. I've, prog- I've progressed a lot. Now you're doing flamenco finger, finger picking. Now I'm just jam a lama ding dong bro. 
Jamalama. I said to Nicole the other day, I looked her dead in the eye and I said, oh, man, imagine if we had a piano. What a world. (laughs) What a world we'd be living in if we had a piano. And she just uh, made a call to a lawyer right then and there. (sighs) Yeah, she was like, God damn it. It's time. It's time. This guy's trying to bring pianos into this life. 50 years old. I thought I'd have a piano by now is all I'm saying. Hey. You can have, we got a piano downstairs. You can have it. It's not tuned. Can I have your piano? It weighs like 600 pounds. I don't know where we got it. If I came and picked it it. up, why don't you have a, why don't you use it? Oh, we use it. We we put like pictures and stuff on it. No, don't. It's like using the old Soloflex for laundry. No, we'll, uh, my kids were taking piano. My brother was teaching them how to play piano for a little bit and they'll get back to it. And then you realize your brother doesn't know how to. No, he's a professional. He's a goddamn professional piano uh, teacher. Oh, get the uh, heck out of here. He sure does over. I couldn't tell you where he does it or why he does it, but he does it. Is this the brother that I know? Yeah, little little baby Colin, yep. And he has never offered to teach me piano, even I, though he knows that it's my life's goal. I'll text him right now if you want me to. A piano and to have a piano and to know how to play a piano. Will you teach Bill piano? No, I'll let no him don't text this. him. Let him hear this. Yeah, let him hear it. You heard let me. him hear it organically. In seven months when there's nothing to do and he listens to this episode. Yo, baby brother, if you're willing to teach Billy how to play the piano, send me a text. Reach out. And also, if you're willing to help carry this piano to my house. Yeah. I mean, we're going to Don't keep... offer to teach me the piano if you're not willing oh. to help me carry a piano. My, uh, my, my, somebody my mom worked with, works with, was getting, needed to get rid of a piano. She was moving. She did, she had a piano at her house. She didn't want it. So my parents... No, this is how mind. you got your piano? No, no, this is totally different piano. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. How many piano people do you know? My my, uh, my younger brother is the only person who can play piano. I don't know piano. My older brother is the only person my in the world. Play the piano. My mom Elton can't John play can piano. play piano. That's true. But that's <laughs> I it. mean, it's my brother and Elton John. And Tommy Lee from Motley Crue can play piano. Can he? Axl Rose can play piano. That's true. He's beautiful. He's got, he's got wonderful. Taylor fingers. Swift can play piano. All right, enough. A lot of people play piano. We get Billy it. Billy Joel. You said your brother is the only person that can play piano. I don't believe that Billy Joel can play piano. Call himself the piano well. man all he wants. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Not a mind. We don't even know if he was referring to himself. He was telling a story in that song. Yeah, that was literal violence. Piano person, please. <laughs> uh... Oh, it's good to laugh. So we go, my my parents are going to get this. This lady's trying to get rid of piano. My parents were like, oh, yeah, we'll take it. And I'm just like, and they text me. They go, hey, we're, we're, can you help us uh, move a piano? And when go, was it? Is this like recent or? This was, uh, yeah, this was. This was, <laughs> this was literally. Dur- the during the pandemic? It was right at the beginning. So it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And we're, we're, right when, like, we're a peak paranoia where we're just like, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We shouldn't be doing this. I don't even know if I can be around you guys. Yeah. And, and they go, just meet us over here and just pick up the fucking piano. It's going to be fine. And so the four of us had to pick this piano up and put it in the back of a U-Haul truck that my dad had to rent because he had no. And then it's so heavy. And we're just like, <gasps> and it's on casters. And we're like, can we just wheel it and we're like no the casters are going to snap right off somehow the the wheels on this thing were all fucked up <laughs> and so we picked up this piano and then it get works it. right i mean it's not are tuned you... <laughs> yeah no yeah, it was missing I mean... the keys but 
That's not the heavy part. <coughs> I just it, I moved too many pianos. I'm never moving a piano ever again. Do they still have this piano? They still have it. Or are they are they are your parents in the business of flipping pianos? That's a that's a tricky business to be in. I think. They throw a coat of stain on that thing and fucking throw it up uh, on Facebook Marketplace. Boom boom. Hey, meet us at the Bridgewater Police Station, and we can exchange a piano. We did uh, when uh, we we finally got like settled this uh, like this year in our house. Now that the addition that my my mother in law lives in is like completed, so yeah. we were getting rid of furniture left and right. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm not moving another fucking thing. If people want to, if someone, if we're gonna put something up for sale, you t- let them know, please. You have to bring enough people to carry it. And yeah, I don't help. I can't. I, I can't won't move, do it. I can't move. I'll, I'll never move again. I don't. The roof could cave in at this house, and I'm just like, you know what? We just got a skylight. I'm not moving anymore. You know what? We got other roof that hasn't caved in. There's portions of that roof. Yeah. That can still shield us from the elements. Put a tarp up there. I'm not moving. Furniture. Everybody live in one room. We moved too many times. Like in in like three years, we moved twice, and I was like. Mm. Can't do it anymore. Too much. I mean, dude, I've moved a lot more than that over the course of my life. But you know, that's just that's just comes with being an orphan <laughs> and, ne- and never finding a, a forever home. Just, <laughs> I mean, again, we want to reiterate that your 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 father. Look. Oh yeah, here we go. Fucking throw a caveat on it. You passed away when you were a full-grown adult. <laughs> to be fair, when your father died, no one really cared for him. Yeah, you were you were you were 25. <laughs> he but... was he was being a bit of a dick. No, he was a great man. He was all right. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we are talking about the. We are having a conversation about the conversation. Oh, that's right. And all the piano. We that... were talking about the piano that I was trying to grift off you. I will say, uh, here's how's watch this fucking smooth uh, uh, segue. And and if this doesn't blow your goddamn socks off, I don't know what to tell you. I'm probably not wearing socks if they don't come off on this thing. What a what a flipping score in this movie. It's pretty good. Just I heard that it was plinky, nominated. Plinky, 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 plinky. It was not nominated. <laughs> I told and then you every that. once in a while, you'd hit static, and it would go. Just that spare, haunting piano playing yeah. on the soundtrack. Ooh, lovely! That was not it, nominated it for Academy right Award. I want you to. I want you to know the best sound is the sound design, not. All right. Well, you can't not prove the score. that to me. No, I can't. I'm. T- I'm literally. I don't think you have a flow chart on with you right now, and you know that's the only way that I absorb information. <laughs> I gotta have a flow chart. And just if the topic goes, <laughs> score or sound. <laughs> If there's no Venn diagram to fucking prove it to me, don't bother. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that really is your two learning methods are flowcharts and Venn diagrams, <laughs> and those are very specific tools that you use for yeah. very specific pieces of education. And I'm wow. starting to realize why you can't read. <laughs> um, I do like circles, though. Uh, let's talk about that opening scene of them just in the park. Yeah. This paranoid the couple, mime, dude. The mime. Just the opening with the credits and it pulls back and it's just the mime like following people. And Gene Hackman and he just starts there. walking like the the two. Uh, I would have dropped the... that fucking guy so fast. Oh yeah, dude. I hate that shit. I hate these street performers that they're don't whole make thing... me the center of attention, bro. I'm, I'm just you... out for a walk. I'm not here to be part of your fucking show, you yeah. jerk off. I don't need to fucking shout you some encouragement. I'm sorry. I, I don't have to. T- I'm not going to tell you. 
I'm not going to shout out a place of employment. You figure it out. You want to do a bit, you tell me a bit. I'm so sorry that uh, I walk stupid. Sorry. I'm, I'm an yeah. asshole. I'm the jerk. It's my hip. I'm yeah. sorry about my hip dysplasia. No, but thank thank you for humiliating me in front of all these strangers. Yeah. Oh, in front of everybody. Now I'm probably going to go home and finally eat that bullet. No, I'm, I'm the jackass because I have a limp, not the guy in fucking white face paint who won't speak. Who's got a bucket that he's asking people, strangers, for tips. Answer me, Marcel. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing is he's trying. If you tip him, he goes away. That's See, not a bad I thought, model. That's not a bad business model. I thought that he was one of the recorders. Mm, no no luck. That was another guy. Because that would make sense. Because then, then he's getting right up there. and That would be very. That would be. You know what? They talk a lot in this movie about Henry Harry Call as the. Uh, the greatest uh, sound, the greatest wiretapper, yeah, on the east, the west coast, on the right? West coast because they're in San Francisco, and they talk, they talk a lot about how great this guy and all the work he did in New York. Uh, if he was employing mimes to go around and bug people in public, that is pretty impressive. Yeah, but but here's the thing too. Maybe it wasn't even a real mime. Maybe this fella's just putting the makeup on. And he's just a sound guy. But he isn't. Using I mean, we his, know that, we his know. UCB training. Oh, I mean, we know that he's not. The, Obviously, he has improv training. Yeah, you don't. That's all improv is. This is mine, Mark. Yeah, so. You don't dress up like that. You know, this. Hey, look, this isn't a telephone. This hey, is, I'm this on is, a. T- this is Hang 10. This is a <laughs> I'm telephone. I'm making a call. I'm on a telephone. Fucking improv is stupid. And, there really uh, is a big difference, yeah. Between talking into Not your finger and using the phone. I'm holding a, a pretend phone. <laughs> fucking dipshits. Yes, and. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's following these in this. And so we are hearing snippets. I love that we're only hearing what these guys are recording. And when it's like too much music or static or they lose it, it goes silent. It's just, yeah. The sound design is great in this movie. Uh but this it's a it's a young uh it's Cindy Williams, Laverne and or Shirley. 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 From Laverne and Shirley. And Happy a Days. Beautiful. And uh American Graffiti. A year before uh Happy Days. Uh, a couple years after American Graffiti, I believe, because Harrison Ford also comes out of that dang film. Um Yeah, Har- have you have you watched that? No, I would never both of the both of those are on uh American Graffiti. Graffiti and more American Graffiti. I mean, let's let me be perfectly clear to you. Let me try to say that again. More American Graffiti. There is almost no life that I will live where I watch more American Graffiti. I will someday watch right. American Graffiti. I'll give you that promise that's fine. that I will someday do it. I'm not watching the sequel. I'm never watching you know, Grease Two. That's fine. And I'm never watching more American Graffiti. All right. Um, I don't like any sequel. It, it's American Graffiti. You don't two. like any sequel. We no, no, just no. did Godfather Two. It was a great movie. You stop putting words in my mouth. I don't like any sequel where the, it's more, you know, or like Stakeout, another Stakeout. It's like no, 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 Stakeout Two, another Stakeout. Also Stakeout. American out. Graffiti Two, more American. You don't like graffiti. when they do a funny title? No, I don't have any time for that. That's ridiculous. I don't want any of that stuff. Nate. Don't you think How to Train Your Dragon 2 should have been called How to Retrain Your Dragon? No, because the dragon didn't need training. He didn't need to be retrained. You think a dragon doesn't need to be trained? No, he doesn't need to be retrained. I'll tell you if this. He has, if he hasn't been trained accordingly the first time? Yo, dog, come at me about my boy Toothless. Come at me. 
Do it. Come on. I'll tell you all about it. Toothless is a, 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 as a one. He's a night fairy, and he's got an injured. What wing. did you? What did you call him? Uh, a night fairy. He's a night fury, idiot. Oh, f- it's his species of dragon. Well, stupid. no, wait a minute. You're gonna have to apologize to me before we. No, 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 no. Now. He's it, the breed of dragon is called the night fury. And, All right, but that's stupid. And young, uh, I want to say his name is Hiccup, but that can't possibly be it. Oh, so you're gonna make it up? No, I think Fucking it is Hiccup. Asshole. You're a real bag of shit. He finds him. Toothless has got an injured, uh, injured his tail. He can't find the balance, the equilibrium. They need to fly. You do need equilibriums to fly. He can't the balance. And Hiccup saves him, trains him how to fly. How's your equilibrium nowadays? Now, in the second film, the sequel. Now what we're doing is we're training both Hiccup and Toothless on how to grow up. You know what I mean? How to take responsibility. How to be a leader. So would you say retraining them? No, continuing the training. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, were going to re- call it anything, you would say how to continue to train your dragon. <laughs> Not how to retrain your dragon. Retraining implies that we got to go back to basics on this thing. No, 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 no. How how to never stop training your dragon the first These time. guys are daily exercising their skills. There's no retraining. No, you really need that. You got to get out there and stretch. It They're not repeating eighth grade. Muscles. These guys are these guys are out there doing it. Love those films. I wish my kids would watch me. Uh, let me watch the third one. They won't let you. You can't sneak into the bathroom for an hour and a half. I mean, I probably could. They watched it by themselves. I got a weird thing about watching kids. Wow, movies. that's selfish. I, I think I had a show, and I think I think I think uh, I remember when it remember came those out. Those days when it came out, I was like so excited. I was like, "Oh, guys, we gotta go see this one in theaters." And we never did for some reason. They never. My kids never wanted to go to the movies when movies were a thing. And now, I mean, they're never gonna go to the movie theaters because the industry's crumbling. But um, yeah. I remember when it's, the Blu-ray it, came out. I bought the Blu-ray. This day and age, you got to build your own theater. Yeah, we we know you got to get the eighteen <laughs> eighteen thousand foot screen of Bill McMorrow's Infinite Whoa. Basement. Whoa! Uh, I got that DVD, and then I said, and they go, "Oh, we're gonna watch this Friday." And I was like, "Oh, wait a second, I'm not gonna be home. I got a show." And they were like, "We don't care." <laughs> You're like, "What the hell?" Hey, guys. Guys. I'm the goddamn paterfamilias. That's right. I'm the father of the family. Thank you, Latin. Thank uh, you, oh brother, where art thou? So we're, we're just getting snippets of this conversation. We don't know what these two guys, Cindy Williams and uh, her dorky uh, her dorky friend, they smooch for a little bit. So we're like, oh, they're like lovers. Maybe they're spies. We don't know anything about this shit. We don't. We have no idea. Uh, but... Uh, we just know that there's like four people around this square trying to record a conversation. And one of those dudes is apparently very bad at it because he gets yeah. spotted immediately. <laughs> Maybe it was the giant earpiece. Maybe it was that he kept stopping every two feet in front of them. Yeah. You ever do that? You ever get paranoid? You ever walk around and think people are following you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the amount of drugs that you do. Yeah, probably. Every, every goddamn day of my life. No, that's your shadow. Billy. Every goddamn waking moment, John. It's not somebody following you. You're wearing a hooded sweatshirt. You're seeing a bagoosh. Hack man. Uh, so then we uh then we get in the van, we see we meet Stan. This dude's what a little horn dog. He's got that great scene oh, with the, yeah. the women are doing their makeup in the in the uh the mirror of the Give van. Some tongue. Uh which first of all Look, hey, two-way mirror, a one-way mirror, uh, a window, can't see through it, sure. 
still can hear Stan just going like, Yeah, it might be soundproof, though. Oh, you, you it know is what? a surveillance van. That's so. true. Uh, so they do all that, and then we go, uh, we see the workshop. He's got this, uh, and he starts twiddling with the knobs and stuff. He's got some prime location. Where This is San Francisco? San Fran, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what his fucking warehouse would cost nowadays. I I don't know, because it's, yeah, it's, he's got the whole floor. And then a the lot of it warehouse. is just that open floor, yeah. Yeah, not really using the space. Uh, I think he's he's protecting all of his stuff. He's got it in wire cages all locked up yeah. and stuff, but... Not making the best use of the space. Get a basketball hoop in there, Gene. Hackman. I mean, or get two mopeds, or or you know, turn it into like a, a shared workspace. You know what I mean? Like a we could make work. it one of those those F one go kart places. That that is honestly what he should do. Or Google. Oh yeah, turn it into Google Silicon Valley. Yeah, they're gonna be in San Francisco anyways, right? Palo Alto. Where do they go? Uh, I think it's uh, in the Bay Area. All right, that works for me. Um, but they uh, they do all the fiddly and the knobs and stuff, and uh, and he gets a little snippet. Uh, oh no, he doesn't. He goes to bring the tapes to the director, the guy that hired him, but he's not there. He runs into Harrison Ford. I was uh, genuinely surprised that Harrison Ford was in this movie. Yeah, so apparently it was just supposed to be like a cameo, and. Uh... I guess he tested so well in it. Yeah, he does a nice that job. They wound up, yeah, they wound up building out the whole role for him. So he... Uh, Young Harrison Ford. Oh, what's this? Four, what's 78 Star Wars? Yes. So he's done American Graffiti and then this. Star Wars might be 77? Um, I don't know. Let's find out. All right. Why not? Every, you look, if you guys are listening to the podcast and you're going, would you guys just stop looking things up? Stop listening no. to the podcast. You don't tell us yeah, how to do Yeah, we don't thing. need that attitude. Yeah, take your attitude. But listen, if you're going to stop listening to the podcast, it's your responsibility to get two more people to yeah. listen to it before you leave. Yep. You signed up for it. I don't know if you read terms of services, but yeah, we yeah, certainly yeah. do. Once you get jumped in, you're not getting jumped out. What? Oh, you're getting jumped out, but it's not going to get you out without getting two idiots to fucking join up yeah 77 so what is Harrison? Man, you could have just guessed and you would have been right i think i did guess and was right <laughs> oh yeah uh but where what harrison ford what is your deal because the big thing about him is that he was a carpenter and then they found him for american graffiti oh really we he wasn't uh this wasn't his calling no i think he was just a handsome guy that just you know Certainly is. Still is a handsome guy. Oh, sure, 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 sure. It's gonna be sad. He's gonna lose him someday. He looked great. Have you seen uh, Regatten Henry? Uh, no. An- another Mike Nichols joint. Looks like he does some extra work in the '60s. Not a lot of stuff. Hey, we all did a little extra work in the '60s. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, American Graffiti in '73. And then Ford's relationship with Lucas is how it gets him in on the uh, the conversation. And apparently, he's is in Apocalypse Harrison... Now. I think I knew that. He's just a background. Actor, yeah, he though, plays right? an army he's officer named G. Lucas. Well, that's fun. Is uh, is Harrison Ford related to Francis Ford Coppola? I mean, no. Francis, right. the last name is Coppola. <laughs> 
people What's aren't that? people's uh uh well Nicolas Cage is related to Francis Ford Coppola and Talia Shai is related to him and That's true. Like we were talking about last week. So I don't know. Maybe he's married, maybe he's a cousin, maybe he's just But Ford you know. is not the last name in the Coppola is his last name. No, he's not he's not related to him. He's related to Calista Flockhart, I'll tell you that much for free. All right. How much are you going to charge me to tell me who she's related to? Harrison Ford. Is that I'll give you that covered in the Patreon? Goes one, yeah, five bucks a month. I'll tell you who Callista Flockhart's related to. <laughs> as my my job as Callista Flockhart's PR agent. I know everybody's really concerned about who Allie McBeal is related to. Uh, I'll tell you this. She's related to Mr. McBeal. She's related to Mrs. McBeal. Her adopted son, Liam Flockhart Ford. Nana McBeal. Mommy McBeal. What is she married to her Harrison Ford? Oh yeah. Get the F out of the place where I am. No, I won't. Right. Uh, <laughs> you can stay. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, so Harrison Ford wants these tapes. Hackman won't leave him because he's starting to suspect something suspicious about to get, him. Yeah. But he's also he's getting fifteen grand. Yeah, right. She gives him he hands him the money. No, he gives him, but he wanted the tapes and the pictures or something. Well, it turns wasn't out, he going to hold on to one of them? Well, it turns out that he's uh, he's got all this guilt because he once did a job that resulted in a guy killing his wife and kids and himself or something like that. Then it was directly because of the work that he did uh, surveilling them and doing all this stuff, and it led to the the murder suicide and the child murder and stuff. So he's got all this guilt, and he's a big Catholic. He goes to uh, confession in the movie and all that stuff. So he's starting to have regrets about doing. Yeah, this he job. has. He has a few times where he yells at uh, at John Cazale yeah. about taking the Lord's name in vain. He doesn't like that. And then actually, at the end, it pays off with the Virgin Mary statue. Um, yeah, it was so great, so great. Uh, so he uh doesn't want to leave the tapes. He takes the tapes, keeps them safe. And then we get my favorite my favorite scene of the whole movie is the goddamn surveillance conference. Yeah. Uh dude, I loved all this shit. I loved I loved this uh the uh, Alan Garfield uh, the uh Bernie Moran character, the the yeah. slick. He was my favorite character in this movie. I thought this guy ruled. He's great. He was so funny, so good. And just like a big my, just a fucking blowhard. My one nitpick with the movie is this part where he Puts the pen in the pocket. Yeah, Gene Hackman should have thrown that pen. There's no way he would have kept it. He has been so suspicious of everything. literally everything in this fucking movie. There's no way he would have kept the pen. I knew it was bugged as soon as I saw him put it in his pocket. I knew yeah. that it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's just how conflicted Gene Hackman is. Oh, blah, acting bullshit. Um, so then they go, they have the, the whole trade show thing and they're going around looking at all the stupid sound bugs and stuff and everybody's just blown away that Gene Hackman's there like he's just like this big yeah the guy's trying to get him to take nerd. a picture in front of the booth yeah, and shit well, you just say I'll just, just say uh, it's like oh I make all my own stuff yeah he wants he wants to they're trying to sign him for endorsement deals yeah it's wild then they we'll have, get you your own tennis sneaker they have the big old uh they have the after party back at his his uh, sound lab, where it's just a bunch of it's like four sound nerds and a bunch of just you know 
floozy women and everybody's drinking and having a nice time and they're all trying to like hook up and all this stuff and Bernie Moran just keeps poking Hackman and they're giving each other, you know, uh, it's talking about like a teamster job or something, right? Yeah. How did he bug the teamsters? And, uh, it's fucking been so long, and I've had such a long week. Yeah, right. It's been, it has been five days since you watched. It. I can't remember. Which I mean, if they pay that all of our, all of our regular listeners know that you need to watch a movie fresh. Yeah, I need to see it seconds before we start recording. Um, but they're having the thing where it's like, here's the scenario. How would you do it? And he's like, I'll do it this way. And the guy's like, Ah, no, I'll do it this way. Oh, this is yeah. This is when they show the Union Square or whatever. Yeah, it is, they're right? just trying to where like they they're trying to one up each other. It's the same kind of thing. Like when comedians get together, it's like there's all these other people around, all this cool shit happening, and it's like the four of them. Like you find the three comedians, then you just huddle together and you talk nerd shit about comedy and just alienate everybody mm-hmm. around them. Um, but it was just such a fun thing and gene hackman's like opening up a little bit to this girl in the middle of the room and she ends up staying the night because uh, he sleeps at the office that night which i thought was weird and then he wakes up in the morning and she stole the damn tapes she yeah. stole the tapes even though he was listening to the recordings while they were uh uh you know meow uh not the soundtrack uh that i would like but uh hey to each their own then he gets a call from Harrison Ford that uh, he goes, hey, we got the tapes. We just want to give you the money. And he's got to come. The to- director will be here. Yep. Uh, which, hey, good on Harrison Ford for he, they stole the tapes. They don't need to contact Gene Hackman again. Well, he wants photos to cor- yeah, corroborate it, it. So he's going to bring the photos. The director's there. Boom. Big surprise. Didn't know he was in this movie. Robert Duvall shows up. Yeah. Great Robert Duvall. Uh, just a quick one scene. Uh no he does he's uh, scenes, no he's scenes. in it later yeah but he's but you don't see yeah. him you don't really see him really uh and so it turns out this whole thing is about these two this is the director's wife is Cindy Williams she's having an affair with this nerd and uh and Gene Hackman's discovered that now you keep saying nerd because he wears glasses yeah yep one hundred percent. Yeah, I thought it was Slugworth from uh, Willy Wonka. That's how much of a nerd right, he yeah. was. I was like, really, lady? You're going to pick he, this guy over Robert Duvall? Okay. He is... Uh, I know him from something. I couldn't place him. Um, Frederick Forrest, I believe, is the gentleman's name. Uh, he's in uh, Apocalypse Yeah, so when now, Gene... One from the heart? When... I don't know. Is he related to Francis Ford Coppola? Uh, oh, it's actually Francis Ford Coppola. Um, yes. When Gene Hackman shows up and goes into the director's office, too, and that Doberman follows him in. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Yep. This thing's going to get sick ki- nuts. I'm, I'm about to get killed. But really, all they want to do is just give him the money and get him out. Yeah. Um, he just wants the pictures. He wants it... to make sure. Yeah, so it turns out it's not a big conspiracy movie. It's not about some CIA plot or assassination yeah, except, and stuff. Yeah, except then Gene Hackman's all like, what are you going to do? What are you planning on doing? Yeah, he and, doesn't want And the... then he's all like... We'll see. Trying to stop it. Yeah, so then uh, Gene... He goes to the hotel. Gene Hackman discovers on the clip that he gets the room next to the hotel, and he sets up the bug. Now, this scene was great, trying to go around, trying to find 
I love it. You know, you know me. I love the minutia of watching people like in a, a niche field really do the work. And he's banging yeah. on the walls. He's trying to find the thing. He finally crawls in underneath the sink. This is like the potty. Yep. And he puts the he puts the thing in, and he's got it all mic'd up, and he's listening. And uh, um, I thought this was all. Oh, there is a dream, right? Isn't there a dream sequence in this? There's a weird is couple there? of weird like uh, trippy sequences. Yeah, there's the scene where he's talking to Cindy Williams. Well, no, he has yard or something. S- all right, when he says that, uh, yeah, he that's beforehand, like after. Is it after the thing in the after the killing? I remember that scene, but then when he's at the hotel. And he goes out on the balcony, and they wind up. The fight happens. Well, that's what he like. It's like he 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 like crawls under the covers and falls asleep. Yeah, he he's listening to them have this argument, and he's freaking out because he's just like, "Oh no, what have I done? Someone's about to get killed." And he goes out again. He goes out on the balcony to get like fresh air. At the same time, on that, the balcony that, for fresh air, where we are. That's right, Terry Gross. Then they. That's what he comes out. Uh, onto the balcony, and just as he's out on the balcony, they come fighting out on the balcony, and he sees her through the glass, the back of her head, and he sees Robert well, he Duvall. Sees the... I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. He sees He a sees murder. the back of someone's head, but it's like frosted glass, so right. he can't. can't tell, and he just goes, oh, no, I just watched this dude murder his wife. If I reveal that I know, I'm going to get murdered. And he's just he just has a whole mental breakdown. Uh but then turns out nothing. He sees her later on, and it turns out it was Robert Duvall that got well, murdered. Well no, he, go- he goes to Harrison. But Ford, first he right. He goes into the hotel room first and has the toilet. He like flushes the toilet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all the blood comes up. Yep. Which okay. is a pretty crazy uh shot where it's like Floor height, like it's on the floor back behind him, yeah, yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of the bathroom. It's a really cool shot. Um, and that red, the blood coming over the white tile. Yeah. So nice. this dude, he's just fully mental breakdown now. And uh, which I get. Yeah. I, think. I don't want to. You've I, now, you've now caused more death. Yep. You're responsible for four deaths. Um, I mean, you did get fifteen grand out of it. Not a bad deal. Um, for the 70s that's pretty sweet so he goes back to confront robert duvall but then he finds out that he's missing and uh that he died in an quote-unquote accident and uh that cindy williams and the other guy they are the ones that murdered him phew what a relief yeah it's just the other guy it's just another death that i caused yeah so then that's all abandoned. He goes back home and he gets a call from Harrison Ford. And it's basically like, hey, we know that you know what happened. Don't say anything about it. And Yeah, this is a great scene. And then he goes, we'll be listening to you. And then we start the last, like, it feels like 25 minutes, but it's probably only like five minutes of him yeah. searching through the apartment trying to find so good dude the how they're surveilling him how they're listening how they bugged him and he's you know going through everything he finally uh sees the virgin mary statue 
that's the last thing that he hasn't checked. And he's like, there's no way they put it in there, but he's got to break it open to check anyway. And so we see him smash this religious icon. And then like the the one thing that he, that he truly believes in. And then we get that great shot. The final shot of the movie is which, Hey, let's just be, let's just take a second and be fast. She definitely had sex to get that baby in her belly. There's no such thing as not having sex and getting a baby in your belly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. If, you know how babies get put in bellies. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if, if an hour and 20 minutes into a podcast is the time we start breaking down the immaculate conception. All right. We could have done it earlier, but <laughs> fucking, I don't, I never know when to bring it up. Fair. Fair. That's on me. That's on me. Uh, we get that great shot of them pulling back in the apartment. All the wallpapers stripped off the walls. All the floorboards. Yeah, dude, torn he up. just. This is a rental unit. You can't do this. Just completely. You're not never getting that security. He completely destroys back. the thing. This dude's just completely ruined as a human being. Yeah, and then he just sits back down playing the saxophone. Yep, roll credits. <laughs> like he learned the goddamn saxophone for this movie. You know what though? And he plays it pretty nicely. Sometimes you're just given a gift as an actor. I, you know, you know me. I'm a big actor. And when I prepare for a role, sometimes I get to learn a whole new your skill. Gift get, you're a gift giver. Oh, yeah. Look, I was given this gift from the Lord above, and it's my <laughs> responsibility to share it with And I share it every week on a Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Since, the other thing sh- since your other gift-giving tw- gig 12, shut down. 12.01 a.m. Oh, I, give so a, I give a fresh gift to the world. We. We give a fresh gift to the world. I do most of the work. Yeah, so I... You we, um, you do all the work, brother. I'm not arguing with that. I make a fucking picture at like fucking 11:59 Tuesday night, and, and then, I'm done with and it. And then neither of us post it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I do it once on Instagram, and I'm done. I do it if I remember to log on. Dude, to Facebook. I've I've been yeah, I'm off that. I do it. I've been trying to wean myself just off all of it. It's all bad. I've gotten my Instagram feed to the point where it's just nothing it's, but sexy bikini girls. It's nothing but classic guitars, dude, <laughs> and I love it, dude. It's not that like, it's so good to not. Uh. It is Instagram is so annoying as soon as you welcome in people you know. No offense, people I know. Yeah, but when I signed yeah. up for Instagram, I just followed. I had just gotten into board games, and it was just people yeah. that would post pictures of board games, and I was like, oh, this is this is wonderful. Oh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. Nice. Look at that. And then all of a sudden, I slowly started adding like my friends, and I was just like, "Oh, yeah, this sucks ass." Now it's just like every other piece of shit. And it's just another place where you got to tell me your stupid jokes that you've already posted on Facebook, and then you post it on yeah. Twitter. Oh, dude, I had uh, pictures of tweets on Instagram is my one of my biggest pet peeves, dude. Dad, Come don't on, do it. Bro. grow up. Even if it's a great tweet, let me find it over there. Stop it. Uh, Billy, you recommend this movie to people? I highly recommend this. I actually bought it. You sure It did. was uh, on sale on Voodoo, dude. My, the crack that I've become addicted to it's, with dude, my personality. Dude, $4.99 so sometimes for fucking classic. Yeah, film. I'm hoping. I told you, I, uh, I really want to watch The Last Temptation of Christ, but it's not streaming anywhere. I bet. So I'm saying a prayer tonight, and I'm hoping on this week's sale. On Voodoo, it's going to pop up for five bucks. It's almost absolutely no chance that it will, but... I don't know. I think, I'm thinking maybe closer to Easter, buddy. I think maybe closer to Easter oh, you get maybe, a chance. Oh, right? It, that's, uh, what, that's next month? 
April? When's when are April, we doing April March? Stuff? Who the fuck know? Every year it's different. Dude, it's so stupid. Super fucking another super spreader event. Jesus Pick Christ. A flipping day. Stick with it. Jesus, you already have a day. It's just it's December twenty fifth. You know Cut I mean? the shit. Maybe it's the second Sunday in April. One holiday per religion. I say. Why are we moving this shit around all the time? Uh, yeah, I I highly recommend this. It's uh, it's good. It's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a nice, fun, light, not light, but uh, it's good, man. And yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not light. Gene Hackman and Alan Garfield and John Cazale, everybody in the thing is good, but those two, Gene Hackman and Alan Garfield, those two is uh, their back and forth is so great as the the yeah, best it's sound really, guy really on the good. East Coast versus the guy on the West Coast, like that professional animosity they have to each other, but also respect. It was really fucking fun. Yeah. And then and that uh, great Mara. great seventies fashion, dude. Great seventies fashion. Like in the in the in the convention, like yeah. all the dude, let's line one last the last thing we gotta there's one piece of this movie that absolutely sucks and it's his see through raincoat. What the flip is this thing? Yeah, that's I you know what I remember those things, dude. What is this trash bag? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a trash bag. It's so I it took me a, a while to figure out what he was wearing. It's yeah, like, this is the emperor's new clothes. This thing is, it, it's a see-through coat. Hackman, Hackman, Hackman. <laughs> what are we doing next week, Billy? Uh, week three. Oh, John dude, we're continuing week week three of Kazalentines. We're going with uh, is it's Dog Day afternoon, Wolf, right? Wolf, Seventy-four. Maybe. He's got a bigger part in this movie, right? John Kazale is like. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I watched the trailer. You've never the other seen day. it, right? I have not seen it. No, I'm excited. I'm gonna watch. I it I watched tomorrow. it a couple months ago, but excited to watch it again. It's a great one. Um, Al Pacino, with a young Carol Kane, uh, and Charles Durning. You know, I love Charles. Charles Durning. Durning. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just a bag robbery film. We love to get in there. We love to take the movie. The money movie, the movie money. What are we stealing in this place? Do we steal money or are we stealing movies? Are we just stealing your heart? Your heart. Hot. Dude, I'll fucking steal your heart right out of your fucking body right now. See if I give a shit. If... All right. I apologize for that. You didn't deserve that. We'll see you next week. Sure.